Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of this podcast. This is your host, De La Sabio. It is a pleasure to be back with you guys another episode. I've been having so much fun recording this podcast lately, y'all. I remember the season when it used to feel like a job. And now I look forward to coming on and just chatting with y'all every week because God has been doing such a major work of transition in this podcast, in my life, in my viewpoints, and everything that surrounds what God is doing in my life. And I'm just so excited because I get to share my testimony with you and you get to see the transition that I'm currently in from lack to abundance. But you know what's the best part of it all? We are in this together. You are in the journey and I am in the journey and we are working this thing out together. Together, we are being blessed by the testimonies that God has placed inside of our mouth to share. And because of our testimonies, we're able to push through the circumstances that we're in and we're able to overfill our cups with hope and continue to fight this good fight of faith. So my favorite part about this all is that I am not alone and you are with me. So let's get right into this podcast episode of today. Okay, so this episode is going to be special. It's going to be unlike the other podcast episodes because we are going to just kick it and chill like for real, for real. So I want you to pause, go grab a snack. You know, if you are doing your dishes or whatever, you're good. Grab a snack, get you your favorite drink of tea and let's just kick it. Can we just chill today? Let's just chill today. I'm going to testify. Can y'all say testify? Tell me, testify, sis. We going to testify on my journey and how it's been with the Lord. So I'm currently in a place where I am learning the importance of being an influencer. When you are an influencer in the kingdom of God, you are a mouthpiece in the media for God. So God shows you certain things and he tells you certain things that you are to share with the people who are called to your voice. And because that is such a significant role, it is important for your character to be Christ-like. So I am in a season where God is literally molding my character. Like he is taking the things that does not look like him, like pride, comparison, fear. And he's taking, man, he is gutting these things out so I can be more like him. And what I want to tell you is that if you're called as an influencer in the kingdom of God, you're going to have to go through a a season of character training of character molding because essentially what will happen is that if when people are called to you they will do what you do and they will also follow what you say so if even if you are doing these things out of zeal if you're being zealous in the things of the lord and the things of business and not really giving honor to god they will think that it's okay for you to to do these things because you're doing it. You're an, an, an influencer. You are of influence. That means that you, whatever you do has an impact and an effect of in a group of people. And I really did not realize this until I began to see people literally do what I do and follow what I say. And I understood that whatever I do 
had to be a reflection of Jesus Christ, because if I decided to go based on my own standards and the things that I thought was right, people was going to take that and mean that literally. And they were going to begin to practice the things that I was preaching on this podcast. I mean, when God gives you a platform, it's nothing to take lightly. These these things are they make a significant difference in somebody's life. And I don't take these these things lightly. I know that God called me to be an influencer. I know that he called me to be a Joshua. I know that he called me into the media mountain. I know that he called me into the business mountain. And I don't take these things lightly, but in order for you to be effective and in order for you to do the things of the Lord, you have to die to yourself. You have to be completely submitted to God. And you know, can I be honest? I thought I was completely surrendered to God when he told me I wasn't. He's like, Dela, you are not surrendered to me in every way. I was like, but I am God. And he's like, no, you're not. And I had to go back and I'm like, oh man, I am not fully surrendered to God in my finances. Like these things are important. Could you imagine having to worry about what you're gonna eat and how you're gonna live and how your bills are gonna be paid if you out here doing God's work? Like he wants to make sure that as a soldier, you're taken care of mentally, physically, and financially. Like he's like, I need you to surrender your finances. Therefore, you can live in abundance because it's until I am surrender, until you surrender your finance onto me that I'm able to bless you abundantly. But if you continue to be your own CEO in your in your finances, that it gives me less space to operate as your father. And God is saying to many of us that I need your finances. You want to see provision. You want to see abundance, but you are fighting with me in this area. You're surrendered to me in your worship. You're surrendered to me in your business, but you're not surrendered to me in your finances. And being surrendered to God in your finances, it makes a big difference. Can I just testify and tell you that there were days last year, 2019, where I didn't even know how my bills were going to be paid. There were days where I didn't even know what was going to be for dinner. And God came and he showed out at the midnight hour because I was surrendered to him. Not only that, but in the midst of me being surrendered to God in my finances, he was teaching me the basic principles of stewardship. He was showing me the importance of tithing and offering. For example, I remember this one day where I was so stressed out. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent in the summer and I was freaking out. I mean, I woke up early the next morning and I was like, all right, God, with my pen and my notebook, what are we going to do so that this bill can be paid? And you know what he told me? I still remember it to this day like it was yesterday. He said to me, get ready and head over to Starbucks. I want you to sit down, order whatever you want on the menu and just relax. And I couldn't understand it. I was freaking out like, what? God, I'm like, we have bills to pay. We have things to do. Why are you telling me to go to Starbucks? I, I could care less about Starbucks right now. Can I be honest with y'all and tell you that I put a fit with God in that moment? I was like, hello, we got bills to pay. I don't want to go sit in Target. But what I didn't understand at that moment was that God really wanted he was concerned about my well-being and he was teaching me that if I take care of the birds and the flowers in the gardens, 
What makes you think I won't take care of you as my daughter? And I had to go through seasons like that where God had to show me that bills are just bills. I'm concerned about you. I'm not concerned about the things of this world. I am the bill. I am the rent. So you can't really do anything if you don't understand that I am God and I am God alone. And it reminds me of the story of Moses where God had to show Moses and speak to him directly about who God is before he gave him the assignment to go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let the people go. And in the same way, God was doing that with me throughout the whole summer, y'all. So I packed up. I went to Starbucks with a little fit and a little attitude in my step. I went to Starbucks. And at the time, my credit cards were almost maxed out. And so at the time, I didn't have a lot of money in my debit card. I didn't have a lot of money cash wise. And my credit cards were pretty high. And so I get to Starbucks, just like the Lord instructed me to do. I get to Starbucks and he's like, I want you to order whatever you want from the menu. Don't think about it and use your credit card. And I'm like, nah, that got to be a familiar voice. Like why God will tell me to use a credit card. And I thought of the scripture. I'm like, God, you said I am the lender and not the borrower. In this present moment right now, I am feeling like a borrower. Okay. And so I I was like, you know what? Obedience is better than sacrifice. So let me just go ahead and tell me, tell, do what the Lord has te- is telling me to do. And so I order my food and I sit down. I had white hot chocolate with a croissant a toasted croissant and I sat down in the corner in Starbucks. I had my book and I was just listening to silent piano music. And can I, man, it's almost a shame to testify about this. Cause I was huffing and puffing the whole time. Like God, we got things to do. Why you got me up in Starbucks when I got things to do logic, right? Trying to reason with my logic mind, trying to make sense out of what's going on. And God operates spiritually, not naturally. But anyways, as I'm sitting there and I have my Starbucks, I just felt a shower of peace that surpasses all understanding. Just sit with me. And in that moment that, you know, when you are stressed and your your bones are tensed up and your brain is just is filled with so many different thoughts. In that moment, I felt like it was wiped out clean. It was purified. Like he literally just detoxed detoxed my mind and I just felt at peace I felt like it was right I felt like I was where I was supposed to be I felt like I I was just in where he needed me to be at that present moment despite the logical despite of me feeling like I was the borrower and not the lender at that moment despite having to go back home and try to figure out what I'm gonna do for my rent when I came back home, y'all, I had such an amazing time. He started to talk to me. He 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 had to sit me down to talk to me about my identity in a time of crisis. In a time of crisis, he found a time to 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 talk to me about certain things because you know when you are in a time of crisis you lean more on to God and he takes that present opportunity to talk more about who you are and what you are to do in that present time and so he took that time and he spoke to me about what he needed me to do not concerning the rent because that was going to be taken care of I just didn't know it at the time he just needed me to be a listening ear he needed me to know about what was going on in the ministry that I was serving in he needed me to know how to pray for my mom 
bomb at the time. He needed me to know how to take care of my body so I could fight this good fight of faith. He needed me to be in position to receive what he was going to do in my life and what he was going to do in my nation. I'm worrying about the little things about my rent being paid. And God wants to talk to me about affecting the nation. And never, I mean, oh man, but God, but God in the time when I was so consumed with the things of this world, how my, my rent is going to be paid. I don't got money to do my nails. I don't got money to do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, I'm training you to be a strong soldier so you can go out and train other soldiers so they can come back and slay demons and giants in the same way that you are doing. And they can go back and train other generals and officials to do the same thing. And you're worrying about your rent? How ye of little faith. God is concerned more about your rent. He is concerned more about your your food. He is concerned about your well-being. Let those who have ears hear, man. What I'm saying is that of course God is going to take care of your rent, but he don't want you to take to uh he wants you to have enough faith to know that he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glories and that the rent is going to be taken care of and so he wants your focus to be somewhere else. When I came back home from Starbucks that day, he began to lay out a foundation in my business. He began to give me specifics on what to do in my podcast. Had I not went to Starbucks, had I not put the, the charge on my credit account, I probably would have missed that. Not only did I have peace He had to clear my mind and give me peace so I can receive his messages, so I can receive his instructions. Therefore, I was able to receive my daily bread for that day so I can complete the assignment for that day. And I wasn't anxious anymore. I wasn't worried anymore. I wasn't stressed anymore. So I share that with you. To let you know that God is concerned about your well-being. We are so busy concerned about the things of this world that he wants to train us up to do kingdom work, to build nations, to uproot doctrines and seducing spirits. He wants us to be in position to build his kingdom, but he can only do that if we are willing to surrender to him. Now, remind you that I'm working as a full-time entrepreneur. So I am not receiving a weekly paycheck from any any source with a solidified amount, knowing that I'm going to pay my rent, knowing that I'm going to pay my utility bills, knowing that I have enough money to eat for the next day. I didn't have all of these things planned out. And so what I wanna say with that is that all God needs is your yes and everything else will be taken care of. As an influencer and an entrepreneur in the kingdom of God, these are the type of things that you're going to have to go through in order to really fight this good fight of faith and impact the lives of many. You have to be able to die to yourself. And what I mean by that is that you have to be okay of your opinions not being valid validated. You have to be okay with people not really acknowledging you. You have to be okay with people not really seeing you. You have to be okay with 
God using you as a mouthpiece and speaking what he says and doing what he says and not take it personal and not seek for the approval of men. You have to be able to die to yourself as an influencer. So the next thing I want to talk to you guys is about not everybody is called to be an entrepreneur or influencer. And I say this all the time, but I want to emphasize this. Not everybody is called to be an entrepreneur or an influencer. I want to read to you Ephesians 4, 11, and it says, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. That means not everybody is called to the office of an apostle. Not everybody is called to an office of a prophet. Not everybody is called to an office of an evangelist. Not everybody is called to an office of a pastor and a teacher. Not everybody is called to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody is called to be an influencer. God hand selects certain people to do certain things because of their capabilities. He knew you before you was in your mother's womb. Many are called and few are chosen. And so it is very important to be okay at the fact that you are not called to be an influencer. Stop trying to be who God has not called you to be. Be okay with who God has called you to be. Though we are many, we have many parts, we are one body. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. Many parts, one body. We all work together. When one person wins in the body of Christ, we all win. When one person loses, we all lose. That's what the scripture says in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 12. I encourage you to read the whole thing. Do not waste your time in doing things that you are not called for. Let's look at the story of Elisha. You know that you are called as an entrepreneur or an influencer because your story will be somewhat in alignment with the story of Elisha. So I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 19 and 19. It said, so Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Elijah said, go back. What have I done to you? So in this passage, we see that Elijah went and threw his cloak around Elisha. Elisha is the prophet that Elijah is to train. So Elisha knew at the moment that something had happened. That cloak being thrown around him was a, a, a call, a call to the new. Elisha knew that he was being called to the new because he his response was, let me go back to my mother and my father to say goodbye. He knew that there was going to be a transition in his life. He knew that he was going he was being called into the new. So Elisha was unafraid of the unfamiliar. He was able to walk by faith and not by sight. He knew that God sent Elijah to put the cloak around him to call him into the new place that God was preparing him for. So in the same way, I reference with this text because before I left my nine to five job, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you are to leave this job and, and do X, Y, and Z. And 
in that same way, God was throwing a cloak around me. And I was like, wait, God, before I go, can I do X, Y, and Z? And he was like, go ahead, but we have to move forward. So before I left my nine to five job, the Lord had placed it in my heart to apply to graduate school. So I thought that my job at the time as a middle school counselor, that job was going to give me leeway to go back to graduate school to get my master's degree in order to pursue in business. That was my original plan. That was my thought. And that's what I was going to do. And so the Lord placed it on my heart so heavy to apply to this specific school, which was NYU into the business program. And so I was so in love with that idea. I was all in for it. And in the midst of me applying, the Lord had already revealed to me that I was going to soon leave my job. And I know it wasn't me. It wasn't a voice coming from me because it was far from my thoughts. It came like a sound voice. And I also went back to my pastors and I was like, this is what the Lord had revealed to me. And there was like, daughter, you are confirmed. That is the voice of the Lord. And that is what you are to do. And so I'm applying to the school. And so I'm waiting for the school to get back to me on my acceptance letter. And I had y'all, I knew it was my school. I knew I was going to get into it. I mean, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to be accepted into the school. And so a few months later, before I received my acceptance letter, the letter that I was waiting for, um, the Lord spoke to me. and He said, this is the date that you are to leave your job. So I'm like, OK, so now I have to go submit this date to my uh, to my boss at the time. And I have to let her know that I'm going to be leaving at X, Y and Z. Mind you, I'm freaking out because I'm like, all right, this is a little bit too fast. It's happening too quick, Lord. I didn't even have time to kind of like recollect my thoughts. It was a lot going on in my life at that time. You know, it was a lot of transition. And I was just like, what is going on? And where is God leading me to? Anyways, so I'm here. I'm surrendered. I'm listening to the voice of the Lord. He had me apply to the school. I submitted my application. And now I'm waiting for the the letter in the mail. And so the day comes, the week comes where I'm supposed to leave my job and the last day was approaching and I received the email. And mind you, before I share with you what happened next, mind you, my plan at this point is to leave my job and go into school. That was my excuse. That was that was my story. That's what I was running with. I'm going to leave my job so I can pursue school full time and go into business school. That was my that was what I thought. That's what the Lord had me believe. Um, And so I received the letter and I saw the letter. I read the letter and it said pretty much it denied me. And I was heartbroken. I was like, God. You told me to apply to the school. You led me to believe that I was already accepted. You, you know, I I began to just go off on God. Like, hello, can I testify? Listen, there's times where you just, you just want to vent and and just be like, God, you brought me here. So what do you want me to do now? You told me to leave my job so I can go to school. And now you're telling me that I'm not going to school. And I was so convinced that I was going to be accepted into the school. When I saw the letter, I was in denial. I was like, okay, they got the wrong name. Let me check again. Does it say De La Sabio on there? Because it ain't my application that they looked at. You know what I'm saying? And so after that, I learned that he put a desire on my heart to lead me into my next. 
God put a desire on my heart to lead me into my next. I learned that if God did not put that burning desire in my heart to pursue school, I would probably wouldn't have left my job. What he really wanted me to do was to leave my job to pursue full-time entrepreneurship and ministry. But at the moment, I thought that he just wanted me to leave my job so I can pursue my master's degree. Again, we try to make things, we we try to make sense out of things and just trying to make it logical. And God used the desire of my heart to order my steps into the new. He said to me, I need you to be full time in entrepreneurship. And this is the business that you're going to pursue in. When I tell y'all I had a fit like you want me to do what, God? What you want me to do? You want me to just start out of a business out of nowhere and you think people going to listen to me and you want me to start a podcast? Who knows my name? Who's going to listen to me? And why am I doing this? And after that, he didn't say anything else but to do that. Start the business and begin and begin the podcast. My point in sharing that with you is that God will throw a cloak at you to lead you into your next. He calls those who have been chosen. He calls those who have been chosen. I know that I am selected by God to be an influencer in the kingdom of God because of my story, of my testimony, of me leaving my job and just stepping into entrepreneurship without going to school. I thought that the right way to do it, see, logical, my logical way of of reasoning business and being successful in business was to go to business school. And God said to me, I am the business school. I will teach you everything you need to know about business by throwing you in there. God is not concerned about our logical strategy. He wants to build our character. And through building our character, he is stretching our faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please him without faith. And so the next thing I want to talk to you is about the direction of this podcast. So as you can see, there has been more episodes on faith than there has been about business. And in this time, God really desires a relationship with us. He wants us to be more close to him. He wants us to go to him in the middle of a chaos so that our ears can be sharpened to his voice so we can get the next instructions on how to build the kingdom of God and how to pray in the spirit because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And he wants us to be fully armed as soldiers and for us to surrender to him in every part of our life. He wants to shut out the voices that are around you so he can tell you what you need to surrender. Daughter, I need you to surrender your finances. Son, I need you to surrender your struggles to me. Son, I need you to surrender your logical thinking to me. I need to demolish the strongholds inside of your mind that says that I will never have abundance in my life. God desires a relationship 
relationship with you before he can prosper you in business. Prosperity comes from submission. You have to be able to submit to God and hear his voice in order to know what's next in your business. He has a, a, a solidified and a molded package of marketing for your business and your business alone. But first you have to get into the place of surrendering so you can receive that package of marketing. So you can receive that package of strategy. So you can receive that package of what to do and who to speak to and what to say and how to say it. And the scripture that I want to leave with you is John 16 and 12. It says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. God has so much he want to talk to us about. He want to not just talk about our business, but he want to talk to us about us. He and many of us are afraid because we know the moment that we give God the keys to do a character building, we are going to be broken down and we don't even want to be there to see the results because we know it's going to be ugly. But can I tell you, we need that. We need that character building. We need that special moment with God where he says, this has to go. This is not like me. You're jealous. You're comparing yourself. And that's not like me. And I I have to take jealousy away from you because I'm calling you to lead a nation. I have to take away fear from you because I'm calling you to lead a nation. God desires a relationship with us. And that that's why you have been seeing an increase of episode about faith more than you have been seeing about business. And God is saying to you, brother and sister, I want to father you. Let me father you in this season. You are my daughter. Let me take care of you. Let me love you. Let me show you what you should do. Let me completely take care of you. That's a whole word in itself. A whole word that requires for you to go back in meditation with the Lord. He said, you are my son. You are my daughter. Let me father you. So here's what I want you to remember. I am in a character building season. And guess what? I know I'm not in it alone. We're in this together, bro. We're in this together, sis. We're in this together and we are going to make it out on top. Not everybody is called to entrepreneurship. Not everybody is called to be an influencer. But if you are, know that you are equipped for what God is calling you to do in this season. And also be okay of not being called to entrepreneurship or an influencer because God created you to do something in only the way that you can do it. So find out what that is and be okay with that. That's totally fine because at the end of the day, you're going to have to answer to God. You're going to have to answer to him, not man. You're not going to answer to this podcast. You're not going to answer to Dela. You're going to answer to God. He's going to say, I have given you X, Y, and Z seeds. What have you done with those seeds? What have you done with the gifts that I have given you? What have you done to impact the nation like I've called you to do? Not to me. So that is all for this podcast episode for this week. I pray that you were blessed. I'm really learning how to be more open and more vulnerable to the things that God is doing in my life. So my prayer is that you are inspired for your next. You are inspired to move on and elevate in the things that God has called you to do. I am revamping a few things within this podcast. So I have created a survey. So I ask that you please take the survey so we can better serve you as a listener to this podcast. The link to the 
to the survey is linked down below in the show notes. And I also remind you, if you haven't, follow your girl on Instagram at De La Sabio for motivation videos, tips, and even funny memes. Also, I am building up my YouTube channel, y'all. I have some prayer videos up that you can listen to throughout the week. So feel free to go on and subscribe. You can find me at De La Sabio. I also have that link down below in the show notes. And lastly, but not least, please rate and leave a review on this podcast channel and share, share, share so others can be blessed in the same way that you were blessed today. Oh, one more thing I almost forgot. So I want you guys to screenshot your favorite part of this podcast episode today and share it on your social media so that I can know what part is your favorite part. So with that being said, I will see you guys in the next episode. Have an amazing week and I'll see you guys then. Bye guys.